How's it, internet? And welcome to Two Guys in SharePoint. The only SharePoint show in South Africa where everything is not made up and there are no points. Greetings, Al. Yeah, man. Uh, no jingle bells in the background. Um, I always expect that and some bony M to be playing everywhere you go. I mean, it's, it's like the middle of December now. Yeah, at least now there's a purpose for all the Christmas decorations and all the Christmas songs. I didn't need them so much in November. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> they, they have a point now, which is cool. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, look, South Africa, it's always warm in, um, in uh, Christmas time, whereas a lot of places in the rest of the world, it's snow and uh, people huddled together and everyone wants to um, touch the snow. Although with us, it's usually in June. So this is a special so, episode. Yes, we don't have a guest today. Um, we don't have any news. Um, this is going to be our last episode for the year. So we're going to do a bit of a retrospective over the year and everything that's happened in SharePoint and with the podcast and then do a little segment looking forward into the next year and what we're looking forward to there. Cool, man. That's, that sounds good. I'm glad you prepared the notes this time. <laughs> I always prepare notes, Bri. <laughs> um, we'll dispute that. But um, yes, you do always prepare the notes. I add my little flavor of something. You know, it's like a salt, salt and pepper shaker. I'm the pepper on your salt. <laughs> that works. Um, so we might as well get straight into it. Yes. So first up, what's happened uh, this year in SharePoint? It's been actually, looking back, it's been a very big year for SharePoint. Uh, I think it's been a very big year for Microsoft in, in, in general. Uh, there were a few acquisitions. Yeah. It started off with them uh, writing off a couple of billion dollars on Nokia and selling it off for $350 million. And then they bought LinkedIn, which just concluded, as we spoke about last week. And they've been churning out product upon product upon technology on top of this and on top of that. Every week there's something new. We've seen, yeah. we've seen right, let's see. So we've seen SQL 2016 launch this year. We've seen SharePoint 2016 launch this year. We've seen which is the big one for us. Yes, and we've seen Windows Server 2016, System Center 2016. Uh, there's probably about ten or eleven major server applications launched this year. Yeah, it's been a big time um, for us, specifically SharePoint 2016, which is very cool. It's a lot slicker than 2013 was. It's cleaner. It, it's got a bit more functionality in it. I've got to work with it, thankfully, quite a lot this year. Well done. Which hasn't which hasn't always been the case with new versions of SharePoint, but I've yes. managed to do a bunch of projects on SharePoint 2016, and I must say it's it's very cool, and I'm enjoying it. And also, not just did they do the major release of SharePoint 2016, they also got out Feature Pack 1 in the same year as the release, which is an epically quick turnaround time when I stop to think about it. Look, I, I started watching the releases of SQL, so... Microsoft used to be on a three-year release cycle with one update or service pack smack bang in the middle of that three-year um, cycle. And it was done primarily, well, not primarily, but if you look at the way they structured the enterprise agreements, also over three years. So with an EA plus software assurance, you then qualify within that three-year period for at least one product upgrade. And what they've done with SharePoint this year, uh, we've always seen it with SQL. So SQL 2012, 2014, so look, they skipped four years, uh, 2008, 2012, then 2014, and then 2016. And I'm, I'm flabbergasted to see a, well, it's not a service pack, it's a feature pack. So Microsoft are definitely listening to their industry experts that they deal with. 
their various uh, communities, as well as what users are requesting. I mean, stuff like working on it happens faster, faster site creation, um, the hybrid approach where it actually works now, not like in 2013, which was a bit of a hack, even though you could spin up your cloud search appliance application, whatever it was called. But they've, they've, they've done a lot. Look, there's a lot of similar. So Hosted site collection has been around since 2013, I think 2010 actually, because of the move to the cloud. And they suggest building it that way so that when you do move to Office 365, it's much easier when you do the migration. A lot has been done around migrations from on-prem to the cloud. I mean, they're literally giving it away. And it's interesting to see what they're doing. Um, On-prem this last year, I I, I don't know. Uh, Microsoft says there's one more version left of SharePoint on-prem. I think by the time they get to releasing SharePoint 2019 or whatever they're going to call it, um, they're going to release it and then forget about it because no one's going to want it anymore. Well, that's certainly what they're hoping. They're hoping everybody's in the cloud by then. Um, And frankly, I'm ready for it too. Be nice to get everything moving into the cloud and really being where Microsoft is focused and where the technology is focused. It's also, there's so much, so much more benefits now. 18 months ago, um, compared to now, if you look at the, and we're going to jump into them now, the companion apps that's been released. So they've, un, they've decoupled quite a bit of SharePoint functionality and spun it up in companion apps. If you look at the new version of SQL, it's a really, there's a, a CTP release of a SQL vNext. It's there. <laughs> they've ripped out. Uh, rip, they've ripped out SharePoint integrated mode into SQL. It's gone. Doesn't exist. Yeah. So the fact that they either they hired another four hundred thousand people over the last two years, and now the fruits of their labor is coming to the fore, or they really, really slick at deploying additional features. Yeah, they've been amping it up in a big way, and that's that's sort of been the story for this year: is just constant change, constant updating, new features new capabilities all the time, nonstop, go, 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 go. And it's exciting. That's that's why we're in the industry and it's it's cool to be involved in that. You know, back in the old days, I know we're digressing a bit. It was always... Back in my day. <laughs> yeah, Radisha. It was always software versus hardware. So NVIDIA would come out with a new card and then Microsoft will play catch up with DirectX. And then they superseded. So then DirectX would have features that the cards can't handle. And then they brought out cards. Uh, nowadays, it's not even about hardware anymore. Although, kudos to Microsoft for crushing Mac with the new Surface Book because the new MacBook Pros are just horrendous at performance. So Surface mm. sales have gone through the roof because MacBook junkies have moved across and uh, started to drink the mugs of Kool-Aid. Yeah, there's a bunch of... The, the Microsoft hardware is doing actually really well now. You say the, the Surface Book's doing well. The um, Surface Studio is doing very well. People are swapping across to that from Macs because it's prettier and it's a sort of more up-to-date sort of machine and there was also news this week that the surface hub which is the big table thing what used to be called the surface has been selling very very well they've got it into 2,000 companies in the last couple months and they've for a while you haven't been able to get one because they just didn't have the stock available but they've now sorted out their stock are you talking about the, the, the hub or the surface studio the hub Oh, wow. Have the, they re- the big table yeah, thing. Be- well, it's, yeah. it's now a screen thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, um, it's like a monstrous TV. Yeah, so that thing is actually back in stock now, and apparently there's quite a lot of demand for it. Yeah. I mean, when I say quite a lot of demand, it is a very niche product. It's hugely expensive, and you're not going to get any small businesses buying them. But yeah, all, all the stuff they're doing, barring phone, seems to be doing very well. Well, look, they've... And it's, it's not like they... 
They've got an operating system that runs on top of a machine. The little tweaks that they've, look, having said that, the tweaks to the OS is phenomenal. Um, yeah, Windows 10 has been very good, all in all. It's, it's been a good move. Um, I've been running it for a while now, and I dig it. It's, it's a really solid operating system. It's going to, in my mind, it's going to be the new Windows 7 that makes any sense it's going to be the one that that you can stick with and is stable and you can use which is good because microsoft wanted to be the last version of windows apparently so and i read earlier on um straight off the press hot off the press i know it was on facebook but i think it was at tech republic or something or tech insider or a mashable or one of those guys that tech something yeah that that intel and amd are only manufacturing processes now for windows 10 hmm. that's interesting Anyhow, coming back to you, uh, we were talking about companion apps and the stuff we saw this year. You've got a few that you've got listed there. Yeah. The big ones from sort of the SharePoint point of view is Power Apps and Flow. Um, I think these two products are going to be a huge deal moving forward. I think bigger than, than I originally thought. The, the whole mobility piece that it enables, the ability to take the SharePoint functionality and control and push it out to whatever mobile device and really give people access to all this information and the ability to input information and all of this from wherever they are. I think that's going to make for some very exciting line of business solutions that you can do through SharePoint and 0365. And it's those, those dropping and because this is the, this is obviously what Microsoft wants to replace InfoPath and SharePoint designer with. So it's oh. a little it, it it's a little underpowered at the moment, but it's it's very much an early release, and new because it's in the cloud, new features and new capabilities will be added all the time, and it's super exciting. Look, once they fixed uh, the component of um, introducing sort of machine state workflows for uh, Flow, so that it's not yeah. done as a user, it's not initiated as a user. I think that'll open up a lot because right now no one's going to touch it for more than 20 people working in a company <laughs> it's not enterprise ready and once they fix that i'm sure that a lot of companies will start to look heavily at flow for workflow uh, that's and that's it must be scary and daunting for the guys like nintex the guys that well we've got a couple of local guys like flow centric although their workflow engine actually sits out of sight outside of sharepoint there's K2. K2's never really pushed Blackpoint or whatever it was called or uh, Appet. I think it's called Appet now. Um, for SharePoint, they've never really, it's not the way they make the most money. It's uh, through inter-application uh, inter workflows. So even though it works with SharePoint, it's not their primary seller. Whereas Nintex has finally moved and said, well, okay, we're going to spin up our Nintex workflow cloud and everything's going to run out of that. Look, it's still very raw, but they're going that route and they're the first guys to say, okay, well, we're going to put our functions and features in the cloud and you can now go spin up a workflow instance and create one workflow just for you, for your company. You don't have to go spend hundreds of thousands, millions of rands on licensing your on-prem. your various uh, servers. Your on-prem versions. You can now actually... Um, Workflow as a service, proper proper workflow as a service. I reckon by the middle of next year, Nintex's entire model is actually going to be more towards cloud, like as in 80% cloud, 20% on-prem um, versus what it is today, just because they've got the new workflow cloud that was launched a couple of months ago. I look, it's still in its embryonic stage, so don't expect uh, weird and wonderful things. I mean, Microsoft, do you remember Microsoft tried this with Workflow Manager? Huh? Yeah. And Workflow Manager, 
I only know two people on the planet that ever had any joy with Workflow Manager. When it worked, it worked really well. But the limited features and SharePoint Designer being deprecated the way it has been over the last five years, I don't think there was any more investment into that. It was more like a stopgap than anything else. Yeah, it's it's still a, a nightmare to maintain and manage. Look, as long as they maintain and manage it, it works. <laughs> the minute you deploy yeah. it, the minute you have to install it, because A, there's no, oh, here's an ISO for workflow manager. You can download it and run the EXE. There's, they don't even have it available in ISO format for you to download. <laughs> and, and that's no, just meant. It's rough. Yeah, super rough. All right, so moving along. Um, the other ones? Yeah, the other ones, um, Microsoft also obviously just released Teams. It's going to be interesting to see how that actually plays into a combined knowledge management strategy. At the moment, I think people are still very much figuring it out, figuring out where they can use it, how it's best applied, all that sort of stuff. But it's, you know, Microsoft want to give us the full base of all possible collaboration tools. Yeah. So, so this is one of them. And... It'll be interesting to see where we can make proper use of yeah, it. Yeah, they're the victims of their own success. Yeah. We actually did Teams versus Yammer versus Groups versus Planner last night at our last uh, Information Worker Community Night. Very, very, okay. very interesting discussions because there are teams that are using – now I can't even use the word teams. There are people, groups of people, using – This is the problem because you can't use groups either because there's a <laughs> there's a Microsoft Groups. So what do you – what do you Microsoft need to like – separate out these names yeah. like call them blueberries and bananas like stop stop using collective nouns microsoft please you're hurting my brain yeah, so there's there was five people that work for a company under the same division that uses planner because <laughs> i can't say teams groups or anything like that and yeah. and they use planner quite successfully strangely enough i must actually test it again so you can go into Teams. So remember, Teams creates a plan. It allows you to create channels. Yep. But bearing in mind, you can't create channels from the web interface. You need to download the app. And they pro. Yeah. So, and it creates all the other things that we talked about, a group and a team site. You can actually create additional plans that appear not in Planner, but in Teams. Really? So you get that full Kanban board experience in Teams. In, inside the Teams app? Inside the Teams app. We, we're waiting. And when you allocate, now this is where it fell apart. So you can allocate tasks or assign a task to a person. And that appears in Planner. But that plan or that, is it a plan or a board that you create inside of, because you create the channel, then you create a plan for the channel. Okay, yeah. So that appears inside of Teams. And when you assign a task, if you go to my tasks in Planner, that task that's assigned to you is there, but the plan doesn't come through. So I've got to check now. I said, well, maybe we have to give it a little bit of time to see if the plan actually now replicates across to Planner so that if people come in Planner, they see the plan associated with a channel that's associated with a team. But it's, it's as if they're giving you the entire experience inside of Teams. It's, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be super interesting. So last but not least, what happened in, uh, over the last year in the SharePoint space in South Africa? Well, our, our big things this year were the SharePoint Saturday Roadshow. And well, yeah, SharePoint Saturday, Jobber Cape Town Durban, and uh, the Roadshow, hashtag Red Bus. Yeah, well, which was actually um, super exciting. Well, we'll get knocked down for that because Metalogix has a roadshow. Avpoints got involved in the road trip, and we had a SharePoint Saturday. Yes, <laughs> the roadshow and the road trip. Everyone got confused by that. So don't worry, you're not the only one. But yeah, it was great. Record numbers for Joburg. Uh, and when I say record, we doubled in attendees from the last year, which us running it for the second year now 
Joburg came out and, and represented. I'm so amped that that actually happened. Uh, we also had representation in PE, which was great on the road trip. And road trip is now going global. So you will be able to, coming soon, by the way, I can't mention too much about it. When we launch it, uh, we'll let everyone know. Uh, but Fpoint and Microsoft are getting together to do some cool stuff around the road trips, uh, which we're very excited. Next year, uh, planning, we're going to do a Bloom Kimberley trip. So when we do SharePoint Saturday Joburg, we do Bloom Kimberley, then we hit Cape Town, and then we do Cape Town to Durban, all in 14 days. All right. Uh, what else do we have for this year? Not much, eh? Now that's, that's the big SharePoint news, um, unless you count the fact that uh, oh, yes. we started the podcast this year. Which we I'm did obviously indeed, eh? very 14, excited about. 14, 14, almost four, yeah, 14 weeks ago we aired our first podcast. Yeah. So um, what's happened with the podcast this year? So we started off strong this year, I think. Like we really hit the ground running. We've had some awesome guests on. Thanks to our sponsors as well. We had some decent sponsors for SharePoint Saturday. Yeah. The SharePoint Saturday bit was huge. Getting all those people on and, and all the international speakers getting on the podcast too was amazing. Our, our SharePoint Saturday episodes were very cool, I think. So yeah, thank you to the sponsors. Thank you to all our guests who've been on. They've all been really, really awesome. And of course, we also this year, although the people listening haven't heard it yet, we did a recording at Channel 9 for the MVP Summit. Yes, we, we were coming to you, well, we're just waiting for the latest audio and uh, video clips and we'll, it will be starring on our youtube channel which will be the first video probably sometime next year the beginning of next year yeah so that episode will be up next year and that was that was super cool for me yeah we skyped you in man yeah it was it was sick got an, was an, awesome. an honorary seat at the mvp summits <laughs> even if it was twenty-seven thousand million kilometers away yeah no, that was very cool. I can't wait to see the video. And as soon as they upload the audio, we'll uh, slap it in as well for next year's podcast. I've been super psyched with how the podcast is going. I think it's been very cool. I'm chuffed with how excited you've been about it. And uh, I dig the fact that the community's liking it and everybody's getting involved. It's um, it's heartwarming. It's really cool. Well, look, it, it, it's quite interesting. I, I don't think when we started discussing this, like, what was it, April last April this year, uh, I think I was in Cape Town and we spun up a site and then boom. I mean, you were the brainchild behind it. And my worry was, how do, do we get people we can interview? Are they keen and stuff? We've got queues of people that go, well, is it, can we also come onto the podcast? Because it's so cool. So I'm stoked with how it turned out. We've got decent subscribers, both on SoundCloud as well as the RSS feeds to um, iTunes. So literally, if you subscribe to us, it will download every episode as soon as it's available um, in iTunes. I don't know where to check for comments. I, I, I kind of looked, um, but I think we'll, we'll follow that up. Also, um, the new site coming next year will allow people to comment directly um, on each individual podcast. Yeah, so that's, that's where we are with the podcast this year. So what are we looking forward to in the new year? Starting with, uh, yeah, starting with what, what's happening in SharePoint. I think the big one I'm looking forward to is enhancements to Power Apps and Flow. Talked a bit about it earlier, but I, I think this is sort of the big thing in our space. I think, I think it's going to be huge and I hope they're iterating on it quickly and getting in all the, all the functionality we need to make really strong proper apps and things based on based on the 0365 sharepoint uh, platforms i think it's i think it's going to be very good it's definitely where it's at because everything that was lacking in sharepoint since 
the beginning of time has been addressed with pipes and flow. Everything. Yeah, that's so, it, it, it's it's what you need for people who are actually running around doing the work. Uh, so it's it's going to be very cool. Look, I think it being well, I wouldn't say at the head of the companion app ecosystem or at the forefront of it, because you may remember there's Power BI. And if Power BI is anything to go by, when they go, oh, there's new features coming, this month's new features, 43 of them. Yeah. If they're going to do anything like that or keep up to that sort of pace for pipes and flow, yeah, give it a year, mate, and there's going to be some some big, big shifts in what to use for uh, forms and workflow. Yeah, it's going to, that's, that's sort of where, that's sort of my home as a, as yeah. a SharePoint guy. I, I love those. That's, yeah, you're uh, the BPM specialist. That's, that's my favorite thing in the world. So getting a whole bunch of new toys to play with uh, is always exciting. Look, I'm a bit worried how many, uh, the biggest problem, and we were actually speaking about it yesterday. So Microsoft goes, let's um, decouple features inside of SharePoint and make it available because the big thing was always, well, how do we integrate? Okay, well, let's decouple SharePoint and provide these standalone apps that you can integrate through with Office Graph. It's a webhook. You uh, look at the uh, Office, uh, the fabric stuff that's come out, uh, the, uh, uh, the PNP stuff that uh, the guys in Europe and, and Seattle have been pushing, uh, the SharePoint framework and how they're making it so much easier and more accessible to not only Microsoft developers, but your Python developers, your Java developers, uh, dare I say Delphi developers. And how many more apps can Microsoft spin out? Because yeah. they've literally just spun them out. It's like someone has held this back and then all of a sudden they've literally probably got the next 10 years worth of apps. I'm sitting in a box somewhere and go, okay, let's... Uh, Let's try this one and see what the world thinks. Yeah, but very it, exciting. Throw it all against the wall and see what sticks. So, yeah, just on that, when you download, I think it's in the Android, um, uh, in the Play Store, uh, you download, I think it's called the Microsoft Companion or something. I must actually check um, what it is. And then it pushes Word, Excel, PowerPoint, uh, Outlook. And I'm sure they're going to start wrapping up these apps into that. Because think about it realistically. If you're sitting in uh, SharePoint Mobile, right, and you're looking at the news feed and you follow a document and you go to a document library and you click on the document library, that's OneDrive. It's not SharePoint Mobile. Yeah. So that's the experience that you, when you click on it, it launches OneDrive and now you're in OneDrive. So if that's the case with seven different apps, the integration and the seamlessness so that the user doesn't really know what app they're in. And when it gets deployed to a mobile ecosystem, you download the Microsoft Companion or whatever it's called, and that now has nine apps. And then when there's an update, you might find that they pushed another app down that you don't even know about, but the app's functionality is used to render something when you clicked on some functionality inside of SharePoint. And SharePoint being extremely... Um, the center for all storage. Yeah, it becomes, <coughs> it becomes more of a repository for everything rather than doing any of the heavy lifting itself. So yeah, like tighter integration between all those different pieces. Because as you say, they're splitting all these different things out. Um, it's going to be important that you can operate between the different ones um, more or less seamlessly from a user's perspective. So I'm, I'm also looking forward to all of that 
sort of meshing together. It was actually quite funny. A mate of mine um, posted something on on um, the LinkedIn acquisition and he tagged me in it. And I was like, well, funny you should mention that. <laughs> we actually covered that in uh, this week's podcast, last, last week's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so so we're staying ahead of the times, man. Yeah, we've got our fingers on the pulse, Bree. On the pulse, on the pulse. Anyhow, moving along. So I just want to move away a bit from Microsoft, but to other types of companion apps. We've spoken about the Nintex Workflow Cloud. Uh, big, big things, big push, probably the biggest push for, for Nintex right now. Uh, I think they went out and got some, some, uh, some VC funding and... Uh, the amount of people that Nintex is hiring to build out all their cool features, it's actually, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. It's astounding to see a product vendor going out there where there's a big transformation in IT right now and go out there and go spend serious amount of money to get quality developers, uh, quality evangelists. I mean, the list in, uh, for our positions in Seattle is just, I think there's like 30 positions just in Seattle. And now I'm not talking about developers there. So it's good to see companies investing in the way Microsoft is driving technology throughout the world. Yeah, it's, it's an exciting space. It's an exciting time for, I think, everybody in this space. Uh, Microsoft have really sort of jump-started everything and everybody's scrambling to keep up. Um, everybody's trying to move quite quickly now, and it's it's important. It definitely is. But trying to keep up with Microsoft is going to be difficult. I think uh, when you have the partner advisory councils that, that certain companies belong to, and they you know they go to the mothership because everyone goes to the mothership, and they have conversations with the product team and where they are driving um, and where they see the vision, I, I think the large organizations that have that sort of relationship with Microsoft will benefit from being shown the, the way so that they can start building on top of what Microsoft's trying to innovate or innovate. Yeah, it's very, very exciting. Also coming up in the new year, we've got a bunch of, uh, we've got a bunch of conferences coming up. Obviously, well, we'll have a SharePoint Saturday next year. Yes, that's the month of October. So we'll actually start planning now already. Um, it usually starts in February when we start doing the planning for SharePoint Saturday. Yeah, um, obviously I'm a, this year. I'm psyched for that. I'm hoping to get down to the coast this time around. Oh, that would be awesome. And then we have Microsoft bringing all their people, a fully international cast of speakers for next year's early tech summit. Yeah, that's super exciting. We haven't had a, a Microsoft event here for a while. Two years ago was Office 365 summit. Yeah. That's that's we a long both. time in IT. <laughs> Two years is a very well, long time not to have uh, no, that sort of direct almost, interaction. It's almost three years. I just remember now. Was it or was it last year? Was it the beginning of last year? Whatever uh, it was. Yes, it, it was. It feels it like a very long time ago. <laughs> it definitely does. And then also all the ignites happening. Always the the go to conference. Super expensive for South Africans to get there. But if you do have the opportunity to go to an international conference on the planet the only one to go to would be an Ignite. So we know that there's an Ignite in Australia next year and an Ignite in Orlando. Um, I don't know if any other Ignites are going to pop up in Europe or, or wherever else. But if you are in Europe, there's only one conference that you need to go to in Europe. Forget the SharePoint Saturdays. Forget all of those. Go to Zagreb in Croatia 
in at the end of May, the last two days of May, and go to the European Collaboration Summit. It's the only place to be. And we need to thank Addison team for uh, putting that together every year. Very cool. So yeah, lots of lots of cool stuff to look forward to in the new year in the SharePoint space. Yeah, so what are we looking forward to on our show in the new year? Yeah, so I wanted to take a little bit of time just sort of where we see the podcast moving forward in the new year. So it's going to be our first full year of podcasts, which is quite cool. Hopefully we can get in 50, maybe 52 episodes next year would be cool. Um, I'm looking forward to um, all the guests, obviously, um, getting new guests on. I always like talking to new people um, and our returning guests and and uh, regulars. I'm, I'm excited to talk to them through the course of the year. Yeah, uh, if you look at our schedule, man, I think we booked out for, I think, till the second week of April, if memory serves. I actually need to check the schedule. Second week of April. That's awesome. And we haven't even started the year. Second week of April, man. I mean, that's really, really cool. We love speaking to um, industry experts about what they feel, uh, where the industry is going. It's always good because a lot of times we will have a conversation and we will be like-minded about something. And then we get a guest on and the guest goes, oh, but have you thought of this? And that that's just great. And, and uh, we believe in the concept of, uh, the community believes in the concept of learning through sharing. And what a, what a better way what better way than to have someone on for half an hour to talk to us about who they are, where they see the world going in the space that they're an expert in. Yeah, that's exactly like, that's what we want. Um, we're all smarter together, I think. So oh, I like, I like that. We're all smarter together. Can I, is that a, is that a Rod Modlin phrase? I'm pretty sure I've ripped that off somebody. Okay. Cause I would always refer to that. That's it's coined the phrase from the Modlin. We are all smarter together. Um, and then also, I'm looking forward to upping the production value of the podcast in the new year. So we've uh, got some nice kit now, and uh, it's sort of on me now to up my editing game and get get a bit more polish in the podcast. Um, well, I know our I know our industry insider has been agitating to get some background music for himself and stuff like that. So um, yeah, we got to worry about all these. Uh, People we have to please, eh? I mean, we've got two, uh, going into the segment stuff, we've got two resident people, guests on on the show. Um, obviously, the industry insider, the one that only the real friends for Pinar, uh, which usually happens on the first Tuesday of the month. And then we have the heckler, uh, Runkle, uh, Warren Marks, which usually happens on the last Tuesday of every month. Uh, so it's mono or mono sort of things. And yeah, it's... Well, I'm not going to promise anything, but we might have our own podcast studio next year, which I'm very excited about. That'd be very cool too. Yeah, so I'm I'm going to be working pretty hard on on the production in the back end, and um, hopefully everything will be a bit more exciting in the edits next year. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, I'm super excited about that. Yeah. And last but not least, getting input from our listeners. It's very important. Uh, you don't, no question is stupid. I mean, here's a perfect example. We've got Mr. Thirsty coming on to our show soon. And he's been very active on the Twitterotis, um, giving us commentary, complaining about our audio quality and all of those things. And he's stepping up next year and he's probably going to be in uh, sometime in February on the show. Yeah, exciting. Like, 
the way that this podcast really works is when the community gets involved and the guests are a big part of that but also the listeners are a big part of that um so when you're listening out there you know please do send us some feedback what you like what you don't like um send us questions for when we do the stump the presenters which will be a which will be a segment that comes back in at, in yeah. some undisclosed times yeah we'll be launching uh, as of the first of feb next year the whatsapp two guys in sharepoint telephone so if you have a question you can be able to whatsapp us directly you can leave us a voice note and we'll be sharing that cell phone number with you uh first week of feb super cool super super cool all right yeah i think i think that about uh does it for the year then hey al I'm very excited. Thanks to our listeners, uh, we really, really appreciate all the feedback. We've been getting quite a bit about, uh, quite a lot from everyone. Uh, we want to engage with you more, so hence the WhatsApp telephone. Uh, we'll probably create a Slack channel or a Slack team, um, so that people can get involved. We'll see how that goes in the new year. Um, we will be uh, filming quite a bit, going out to various events and interviewing people at events. Um, we will be coming to you, uh, like we've been saying, live from these events, and our YouTube channel will start being populated from next year. So thank you, everybody, for listening to our all our episodes this year, and uh, thanks for bearing with us. And like we said, this will be the last one for this year, but we will be back on the... Second week of January. The second week of January, which will be the 10th. Our next 10th. episode will be up January 10th. And look out for Industry Insider versus The Heckler. Uh, they are coming to a podcast studio at the same time. So the gloves will be off, and we'll see what we can come up with when they are in the room together. Yeah, we'll put all the breakable stuff away, Yeah, padded walls. Make, make sure there's no knives brought into the podcast studio. Yeah. <laughs> so right. thank you all very much for listening. Um, if you want to find us online, you can find our website, twoguysinsharepoint.co.za. We're also on Twitter, at twoguyssharepoint. I'm on Twitter, at oddmodlin, and L is at Alistair Pugin. Yeah, looking forward to uh, having people comment and getting involved in the new year. And stay safe. Roads are very, very busy. Uh, don't swim too much if you're a volley because you might drown. And looking forward to the new year. Cheers, cheers. Cheers.